You're listening to Sunny Side Up, a bite-sized podcast that brings you real-world insights that help go-to-market professionals evolve and stay up-to-date on the latest trends. Join us as we share best practices and proven techniques from industry experts and practitioners. Today's episode is made possible by Demand Matrix. Demand Matrix helps you complete your data stack with technographic, intent, and revenue potential data to help you accelerate revenue. Thanks for listening. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Sunny Side Up. I'm your host, Meetul Shah. Today, super excited to talk to Micheline Najme on product-led marketing and how do you achieve growth using that. Micheline is the CMO at JFrog and the leading end-to-end, which is a leading end-to-end universal DevOps platform. She brings a significant SaaS industry marketing experience with a proven track record of accelerating revenue growth through modern digital marketing, brand building, and architecting go-to-market strategy. Micheline, super excited to talk to you. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. So as, during a pre-interview conversation last time when we, when we talked, we were kind of talking about you know, product-led marketing, product-led growth, and uh, JFrog has a very unique offering that, can, that lineage is coming from an open source world you know, to and, uh, more of an enterprise product now. Maybe for our audience, if you can double click on what is product-led growth, and, and what is a product-led sales motion and what makes it unique? Yeah, um, well, a product-led sales motion is really a, a go-to-market strategy for a company to give the buyer kind of like the keys, so to speak, to use the product and then have them experience it firsthand so they can easily upgrade to a paid plan at some point. And then when you think of product-led growth, it's really not a, a new concept. I mean, it was back in my time when I was at Sun Microsystems, when we were thinking about trying and buying back in the day, I'm kind of aging myself, but it has grown tremendously over the last several years. And you see a lot of companies who, who do it today, but the data shows that companies leveraging a product, uh, product-led growth strategy perform better on average. They have faster growth, higher margins. And that's why companies today are you're seeing kind of the surge of um, growth around the product-like growth area. So how, how does it work from, from that context? Is, is it different than freemium? Uh, is, it, is it like a, you know, like in the same parity with freemium model? How, how does it work? It is, I mean, it really, when you think about product-led motion, it changes your traditional customer acquisition method, right? Instead of taking kind of your prospective buyer on a journey, on a buying journey where they start somewhere and they end with a purchase, you give them this easy access to your product. It could be a first a free trial. It could be a freemium. It's really, you want to give them an experience firsthand that they hopefully like it so much, they upgrade and buy it. And if you think about today as a consumer, the way you shop online has changed, right? I mean, Amazon has changed the world, how we shop and our expectation is is way high. We don't expect anything below an amazing experience. And we wanna self-educate in an easy way, in a fast way. 
and then um, on our own terms, on our own time. And so when you think of as a buyer on an for an enterprise, well, why wouldn't they want that same experience? Why wouldn't they want to get access and engage with a product and um, you know, easily try it and um, use it? Um, before they even um, think about buying. So it is it's, 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 it is a freemium or a trial. It, it really is when you think product-led. For us, we have both because um, we're, JFrog has a hybrid model where it's on-prem or cloud. But um, when you think about us as a marketer, when, when you think um, how to market and how you approach product-led, you know, to answer the question first is, um, how does a product-led motion work? You first have to get them um, to know your prospective buyers, right? You want them to register for your product. And then once they're in that environment, you wanna be sure that they create that aha moment as soon as possible. So that's how it's different. You, you want them to engage the moment that they're in the product and you want to help them accomplish why they came in the first place in a seamless way. So um, you want to be kind of create that sticky experience so they keep coming back to use it. And, um, and hopefully in a better scenario, you want them to tell their peers about it. And that's why when you think about your audience, you have to know your audience. You absolutely have to know um, who they are, where they hang out, what they like, what they don't like, how will they utilize your product. Um, you can't kind of give them this great in-product experience if you don't know that. And um, when you're thinking about your, your persona, then you decide, is it a free trial? Is it a freemium? Um, is it time-based? Is it usage-based? You have to kind of decide how you want to engage um, your audience so that they love it when they first come in. Very interesting, right? So, so in, the, in that situation, so like how, how do you create demand, right? I mean, like you might be able to do traditional marketing channels to drive traffic, say, for example, to, you, to your website and they can download a product and try it. But it's mainly the engagement in the product, like product usage and engaging with the product, the engagement inside of the product becomes, creates that sticky effect. That's exactly the difference, right? As a marketer, you're kind of, your question flips from how can we generate demand for a product to mm. how can our product generate demand, right? It, it, it's, um, it becomes that, you know, sure, of course, not every product has a viral effect within its product. I mean, you know, Box did that uh, or Dropbox did that a long time ago, but um, having that amazing experience is so important so that the user can share with their peers that they had this amazing experience. Um, but with driving demand, as I mentioned, you, you have to know your audience. You, you have to know what incentivizes them to engage with you. And then once, you know, when you, you have to think about what, what will I do to get them to use my product? So yeah, like your traditional methods, as you mentioned, organic search and other channels, they can find you there, but really it's how do we get them inside our product and using it and then um, get them to talk about it. So workshops have worked really well for us, onboarding, training, um, demos have worked really well because it's, it's changed. It's not your traditional, um, you, you know, people wanna sign up for a trial, but if you want people serious, you kinda wanna give them that little bit of taste of what you're gonna get. And we have to figure out different ways of how to market and engage and interact with our audience versus just here's an, an ad, go try it. That's not enough anymore. So, so, so your products are like, you know, again, you know, talked about Dropbox, 
it's a B2C product, people can understand it. It's, you know, everybody has to save file and, you know, there's an easy application that, hey, well, synchronize it in case your machine dies, you have a way to kind of look at it and download and restore and whatnot. But, you know, your product is, is, a, is, a, is a complex piece of software. It's not something that people just go out and Google that how do I automate my DevOps, say, for example, you know, how, and, and even within that, maybe there's two parts to it. Like even as an individual developer, I might know and I might do it. Um, but as an enterprise-wide, when it comes to enterprise-wide scenario and deploying that, how does enterprise buy these products? Um, well, it's different, different vari variations, right? So when you're an enterprise, you have multiple, you know, you have a kind of a buying committee, and um, we we deal with dev DevOps, you know, obviously is our audience, developers and, and DevOps. Um, uh, leaders and engineers that are using it. And so there's an influencer, someone who may be um, someone who's using it. They may be someone who will be administrating it. Um, those are the people that might be shopping within the enterprise. There is a buying committee. So you have to understand who's in that buying committee. And some of them will be just your pure user. They influence it, they use it, they love it. They go tell their manager about it. It's, um, I think we've all experienced it as a CMO. I have my team members asking me for different technology and I may not try it myself, but I have people that I trust to go try it and get their feedback and input. So when you compare yourself to an SMB, you might have the same title, like an IT leader for an SMB is different from an, from an enterprise. They have the same challenges, the same pain points, but the way they, be, they acquire or procure um, technology is different and, and they wear many different hats. So the SMB may be trying it and buying it at the same time, where when you think of an enterprise, you have this committee that will um, utilize it, um, test it for a long time, get as much as out of it as, as much as possible, hopefully love it. And then when they're ready to buy it, they, they engage with the, their, the decision maker, meaning their, the, either their manager or the procurement team to, to buy it. Right, yeah, very interesting. So does the sales, when it comes to like marketing and sales, right, for enterprise and SMB, when you have a product that is, you know, that is, uh, you know, helping you with the sales, does it change uh, than, than traditional marketing and how traditional sales happens? Absolutely. I mean, JFrog built a, a, an organization, a company, a very successful company on an inbound motion. They don't have field sales team um, to this date, and it's all been built mm -hmm. on um, inbound. Not altogether. a single, single sales, not a single outbound, uh, outbound sellers. Oh, they field sales. Field wow. So yeah, of course they have salespeople, but they don't have field sales. So it's all been purely inbound and it's how you engage. Um, you know, when you think of the DevOps audience, they, they don't want to talk to a sales rep. They, they want to experience. <laughs> and that's, the, that's what you want to give them is this amazing experience in the product as much as possible and then have them obviously upgrade. Um, so yes, we, we work with sales, we work with our customers, we make sure they're, they're always um, successful as much as possible, of course, but um, JFrog built it on an inbound model, their, their whole company. Wow, so, so that, that changes the, the, you know, that I, I guess that put, puts a lot, I mean, a lot of uh, revenue owners on marketing, I guess. 
yes, marketing plays a big role, which is exciting as a marketer to be part <laughs> of the strategic discussion to truly drive and be a business partner to the CRO and equal partner together. Um, I feel so lucky to have um, our CROs, my, my business partner, because um, together we're, we're fighting it in terms of like, how are we going to hit our numbers? Um, so I feel as much pain as she's feeling it's like when she doesn't sleep at night, I don't sleep at night and vice versa, because we truly are um, working alongside each other and, um, you know, building the plan for obviously today and for years to come. That's very fascinating, right? I mean, like thinking from a traditional marketing or majority of the marketing, how it happens and, you know, marketing ends and sales takes over and then they essentially, you know, close the, the opportunity and that's how the revenue generation happened to having a, you know, very much this alignment that is being talked about, right? Marketing and sales alignment and how both have uh, equal weightage, right? And equal stakes in the ground for the revenue. Um Companies that are thinking about this, marketers are thinking about this, or might be even in this in this position now. Uh, if you're coming from a traditional background, this is a very different way of uh, thinking about it, a very different way of executing on this. What's your advice? What's your counsel to you know who are people who are in it or even thinking about it? Um, you know about this product-led growth. Yeah, I mean, there's so much one, there's so much um, data out there. There's so many resources around product life growth, really. It's, um, it's been going on for many years, but there's so many people out there who have lived it and heard, you know, paid the price for it and learned from it. Um, but for me as a marketer, know your audience know what they like, know how they hang out, know where they hang out, how they use your product. If you don't know your customer in and out, you're not gonna know how to talk to them. I, I don't believe in marketing, no one wants to be marketed to, um, but it's how do we engage, interact, build a relationship with your prospective buyer. That's what's important to me. It's how do we tell our story? How do we, um, how do we get them to engage? And if we don't know who, how, who they are and what they like and don't like, you know, what keeps them at night? What do they enjoy? What's their every little thing? What kind of books do they read? What kind of podcasts do they listen to? We cannot speak to them. And therefore, you can't build a product around it. And now the product plays such an important role, even more so because it's kind of that tri triangular effect, right? You have product because marketing is depending on a beautiful, seamless product. Sales is depending on marketing driving the, the inbound. And um, of course, sales plays the biggest role of closing the deals in some cases um, to keep the customer going um, for upsell and so forth when we have existing customers. So the three of us together have, um, have built such a great relationship because we're all dependent on each other, right? We, we have marketing, sales, and product building this kind of product-led strategy and together, it, it feels great because you're not one is on their own. It's really the three of us um, that are kind of marching towards um, the vision. And it's, it's kind of exciting because all of us play a big part now. It's not like one over the other. That's that's fabulous. You know, so, so where do you hang out? And I'm sure people are going to have a lot of questions for you as to, okay, how do you do this? How do I execute? I'm stuck in this. I want to figure this thing out. Unfortunately, our 15 minutes podcast is not going to be able to cover that. So where do you hang yeah. out? Where, where, can, where can people connect with you if they have questions? Yeah, 
Lately, I've been hanging out at my home, but online, <laughs> I'm available. Um, obviously, I'm available on LinkedIn. Um, I can be reached, whether it's a DM, direct message, feel free. Um, I'm available anytime, so um, anyone can reach me there. Well, thank you so much. I mean, this is such an exciting topic. I think we can probably talk a couple hours on this, you know, peeling the, peeling the layers. I'm, I'm yeah. really fascinated by this personally. As a, as a developer, I'm always, uh, always intrigued by these things. So again, thank you so much for being on the show. Really enjoyed the conversation. I'm sure our listeners are going to get a lot of value out of it. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. This was fun. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Sunny Side Up. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review us and share these insights with your peers. 